The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. And yes, we blew it at home against the lowly Titans. What a game. We're going to talk about that and more here on show 394. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, my Red Nation, I want to wish every single fan out there happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for the Raiders. I'm thankful for a lot of things. I think that's what this season is about, looking at what we do have, not what we want, and appreciating our health, our happiness, and whatever comes our way, that is good. Once again, happy Thanksgiving, all y'all. All right, on today's show, we will have the debacle in Oakland. That's right, the game was just, well, I'll get into it when I do. We have a pregame for the Cowgirls. Yes, how about them Cowboys? You know what? I'm thinking I want a little bit of glory hole. I want me some glory hole. Thanks, Jerry, for the best quote in history. And we have the bone line to follow. Like I said, we're eating up in the house here. We got turkey cooking. The house is smelling oh so delicioso. So let's get to the show. We're just underway here in Oakland. And the Lions pass is caught. It's a first down for the Raiders. Michael Rivera, who had a touchdown reception last week. In fact, the uh, go-ahead TD, rookie from Tennessee. A gain of 10. Matt McLaurin was not even invited to the scouting combine. Wasn't drafted. He was a walk-on at Penn State. Well, I'll tell you this. The tailgate was good. And the tailgate's always good. There is something about the smoke rising from the Mecca. There's something from seeing the canopies as you're driving up to the parking lot. There's something about the smell of barbecues in the air. The Raider Nation, the throng of silver and black, always a pleasure to see. And what a party it was at Kingford's Kirk's and the bad boys of barbecue. It was going down good. CNN was in the house, and, well, it was a great time had by all. And then we had the mispleasure of, let me just go, I'm ranting. I'm ranting about the fucking lack of toilets in the Coliseum. I'm I'm ranting about the shitty 50-person line that you got to sit in to take a piss. You know, it takes 25 minutes just to go to the bathroom. That is bullshit. The security is another issue that, you know what, I've been to many stadiums in the league, and this is the only place that goes through such bullshit when you're trying to get into the damn stadium. And that is just a crock of crap. I can't tell you I've missed two beginnings of the games already because of the security bullshit. Okay, so let's get to the game. 
Look, the Titans came in here with the same record, four and six, not looking very good, a lot of injuries. Ryan Fitzpatrick as the quarterback. I mean, all we had to do was stop Chris Johnson, don't you think? Well, hell no, we didn't. We had a three and long, a three and short, a three and medium. We couldn't stop any one of them. Ryan Fitzpatrick looked like Drew Brees. Nick Roach showing us uh, uh, Raiders middle linebacker, Raiders Monday. John Lund, Greg Poppy here on 95-78. Third downs. You, w- you wouldn't think of Ryan Fitzpatrick as a guy who's as nifty as he seemed to be in that game, and you guys came close a bunch of times to him but just couldn't get him down. Talk about the frustration of, of him being able to get away and then make a play down the field. Yes. I mean, anytime a quarterback can extend the play, those are when uh, I mean the coverage. Whatever, no matter what coverage you're playing, it'll break down, and he'll probably be able to find somebody if he doesn't have to throw on time. So, uh, that's your credit to him being able to do that, and uh, you know it's just something that we uh, will obviously we have to do better uh, in the future is just making sure that we we keep him in there. When we do make him, you know, miss his first read, we do keep him in the pocket though, so he can't find somebody else. He made everybody. <laughs> I mean. Come on, man. Chris Johnson didn't get very much yardage, that's for sure, but they passed the ball all the way down the field all day long. The inability for us to get in the red zone and get a touchdown was another issue that I don't even know what to say. I mean, how many field goals were there? Two fucking many and two missed ones on top of that. Lincoln Kennedy joining us as he does every Raider Monday. Link, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, gentlemen. I guess I'm going to need a drink after all this stuff blows over, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe. So, Lincoln, let's get into Holdgate here. Sebastian <laughs> wow. Janikowski misses a couple of very important field goals yesterday, and uh, you're down there on the sideline, and you know, once again, we see the body language of Janikowski interacting with Marquette King. You're actually down there. Is the holding a problem? Does does Sebastian Janikowski continue to have a problem with the way Marquette King gets the ball? Back? Well, we're not. There's no secret about it. There, it hasn't. I mean, Janikowski definitely misses uh, Shane Leckler, who was his longtime holder. Okay, we. There's no secret about that. We all know. And every now and then you'll have these these difficulties that'll come uh, from a game. But um, ordinarily, what seemed to be two chip shots for Seabass. Um, he didn't make them, and it happened to be the difference in the game. And so when I talked to him, he was just shaking his head and 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 disbelief. And I I insinuated from his shaking head that, you know, I'm not sure it wasn't me. He gave me that look like it wasn't me. And then I talked with King, and uh, and he's just like, you know, I, I got to do a better job. And I, look, when I saw the replays over and over again, I didn't see anything wrong. So and I'm not a kicker, so I don't know that dynamic. It wasn't like the laces weren't out, you know that type of thing. Sure, uh, it looked like it, it was pretty good. But you know what? What I've always believed in, especially during my playing days, is that you've got to take your own responsibility. If, if I was playing right tackle and my guy made a sack on a quarterback, I can't blame anybody else but me. I didn't get the job done. Um, so if you, in my in my words, if Seabass misses a kick, it's on you. You got to make it happen. You know, and that's that's the way I look at it. That's why I look at it too, Link. But I'm gonna I'm gonna step back here and I'm gonna try and be objective if I can, and I'm gonna give Sebastian Janikowski the benefit of the doubt here for a second. And let's say that there is a problem with the hold. If if this was another position or two other positions on an NFL football team, say that you had chronic problems with the center quarterback exchange. 
I feel like the work would be put in during the practice week to rectify that situation, and if it happened again, more work would be put in. Am I wrong there? No, but here's what you also have to remember. When it comes to the world, the kicking game, that part of it, those guys, the long snapper, the punter, the kicker, they're in their own little world. They don't practice with us. They, they, they can literally work all day on this thing, Absolutely. can't they? Absolutely, they could, and, and sometimes they do. I've, know, I've known that the kickers and, and punters and the long snappers, they've gone and done their own thing because they're not part of the offense, defense, or the regular practice makeup. So, you know, if there was, and as I said, when I looked at the replay, guys, I didn't see anything off. I looked at it in slow motion. I didn't see anything off. I don't know what is not there. In Thank order you. for T-Bass to feel uncomfortable. That's what I don't know. That, that's, that's the single point that I, I get back to, Lincoln. I, I'm looking at all these replays. The ball seems to be held correctly. It's upright. It, you know, the, I, this is BS. I mean, this is a Janikowski problem. This is a Janikowski. He's got a mental issue right now or something. He's... I. I how can this be on the kick on the on the holder? It doesn't make any sense. Well, that that's why you know this whole thing that that's coming out today. You know, and and, and look, Seabass and I are friends. We go back with long teammates. You know, I at the time, the heat of the moment, I'm thinking, okay, maybe there's something I didn't see, something I missed. But and I had to go back afterwards. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I don't know. All I know is that Seabass missed two kicks, and you know, it happened to be the difference in the ball game. They could have won if the Raiders had those two kicks. Uh, or even did a little something different if they had that one kick. You know what I mean? It's, so it's it's uh, it's bad. It's bad. O'Connell and Steinmetz joined by Lincoln Kennedy here on a Raider Monday. Let's not gripe about the kicker's holder. Let's not talk about how it's on the left hash mark. Listen, the kicker's got one fucking job. Kick the fucking ball. That's all. And that's it. No excuses. No, I've got, you know, hemorrhoids. Slap a pad, Padna, and kick that Brock through the uprights. No excuses. That's just a bunch of shit. I think a lot of that, honestly, is media-driven. So I wouldn't put too much water in that bucket. But I think if you're a kicker, kick the fucking ball. We were late and late often on the defense. Our defense almost got Fitzpatrick every play. It seemed like you guys in the rush at times, Nick, just lost uh, contain on him and allowed him to kind of twist his way and, and get out outside of the width of the tackle box to keep the play alive a little longer. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, like I said, it was, it was really a good job by him being able to, to find a way to escape because we did have, we did have a lot of the, the pressure coming up the middle. Um, you know, thinking that we could get him off his spot and not let him, you know, throw on time. And so, uh, you know, we're able to do that first part, but then again, like I said, just couldn't keep him in there and uh, and actually get him down. Uh, so he ended up leaking out a few times and, and being able to find people. And like we were talking about, it wasn't the stuff really deep down the field. There was the one play that Hunter had for the 54-yarder, but by and large it was Wright and Walker and Hunter kind of right over the middle. Talk about how difficult that is when they've got those plays going and then you just got to make the tackles. Yes, uh, I mean, you know, offense is going to make some shots. Uh, it's about not getting out those big plays, uh, which I think, you know, we, for the most part, we limited the, mm-hmm. you know, the huge shots. And, uh, if you make an offense kind of live by the – by the moderate throws and check downs, uh, usually you'll be successful as a defense. 
Yeah, it was the crossing routes that, that really hurt you yesterday, Nick. And this is this is the staple of their offense with this quarterback in. They also did a good job against Indy in their last game on those crossing routes. And just talk about how difficult that is to play man. Again, it's tough to, to have, like Tracy Porter, such a great slot receiver, but it's tough to follow guys across the field like that in man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard because you know, basically and when you're playing man coverage, you either have inside or outside leverage uh, based on the call. And so, uh, you know, when the, the guy just is going to run away from whichever way that your leverage is, uh, then, you know, you pretty much start to down a little bit behind. So then that's when you kind of depend more on the, on the rush being able to affect the quarterback so he can't make uh, as good of a throw uh, to, your, to your guy. That slimy little bastard would roll out and burn us for 15, 20, 18. I mean, he was on fire. <laughs> it was brutally terrible to watch. And at the very end, the very last drive, you just felt that hand crawling up your ass to pull your heart out, rip it out through your asshole. Uh, what everybody wants to know, obviously, the final play, the the, the uh, touchdown that the Titans got with uh, uh, Kendall Wright across the middle. Your your viewpoint on that play? Uh, I mean, it was it was just really just a matter of them being able to execute. Uh, you know, we were in a, a coverage that we had a lot of success in this year. Uh, just playing cover two down there, and uh, you know, he was able to have a little bit of time to find to find them, and uh, and they made they made a play. And that's exactly how the game was. I mean, talk about a demoralized fucking bummer for the fan base. Come on, Allen. Get it together. Tarver, you guys could do better than that. Marcel, one of the things that we tend to kick around this, again, this on the outside looking in is, is how you mark progress, at least how we define whether you guys are marking progress or not. Yesterday, to me, wasn't one of those games where you could say, yeah, we had progress today. How do you, as a veteran player now and a guy who's been asked to step up and, and take that mantle of veteran leadership, how do you mark progress with this team? Wins. That's it. We, okay. we've, we've done everything else. We've, uh, we've, we've been competitive from the start. We've, uh, we've played against great teams, and, and we've played well against great teams. You know, we've, we've been in, at the end of every, you know, mostly every game that, that we've played, you know, besides two. And... Um, Personally, you know, I'm I'm more so disappointed because I thought we, as a team, were going to be over this stage of of losing these close games that we honestly should have won. So, uh, the the way I mark progress is wins, and um, you know, I'm you know I'll make sure my team knows that, and and we have to start we have to start putting them together now. This is our opportunity. You know, we got to put we got to put some back to back together and 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 go on a run. Well, it's interesting, Marcel, when you say you thought you're disappointed, you thought you guys were further along. There's an old cliche about teams, young teams have to learn how to win. Is there something to that cliche? Is that kind of what you're what you're speaking of with this club right now? You know, I, I think we've 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 felt we felt the the feeling of winning, and we love that feeling already. We love that feeling. Uh, I just think it's about about keeping our composure and staying poised down the stretch, and. Um, you know, it sounds like a cliche, but just finishing, finishing strong. And and I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea because this, this game is definitely not on our defense. It's on us as a whole because in offense, we could have scored much more points. As special teams, we could have we could have gave ourselves 
a better position to win by putting us in better field position. Uh, you know, and and our defense played played amazing for us. You know, we put them in some bad situations and they saved us out of them. So there's there's so many things that go into to just winning and finishing a game that uh, you know we got to get it together. We could have won yet another game. We handed away. We had. We said thank you for coming to Oakland and embarrassing us at home. Here, here's your get well card because we were your get well win of the week. I am freaking sick and tired of it. And look, I expected us to have a tough year. Yes, I'm surprised we have four wins. But that doesn't take away from my ability to see that we could have more wins than that. Come on, man. This game was a joke. It was a total bummer for the fans that had to watch it. And I hope they're embarrassed because now they got to put some Band-Aids on them boo-boos and they got to get over to Dallas. So let's just not waste any more freaking time on this. What a joke of a game. Ugh, I hate losing like that. And I really hate losing like that at home, man. Come on, Raiders. That's all I got to freaking say about that. On a short week and a lot of bangs and bruises, the Oakland Raiders travel to Dallas. Happy Thanksgiving. Cowboys. Well, after some ice baths, some hot baths, some ibuprofen, and some stretching, the Oakland Raiders fly to Dallas to face Tony Romo and Bryant and a host of other guys that can make your life really miserable on any given Sunday. We the Dallas Cowboys. Now the Cowboys are no Denver Broncos. They're no New England Patriots, but they are one of those teams that can become a super freak. And I mean, put you down 58, 59 points, and, you know, what happened? This team shouldn't have been able to do this. Blah, 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 blah. But it's over. That's one thing I don't want to see. What I'd like to see is a competitive game where we don't look like a bunch of clowns flying around. Thank you, Sean, of the Raider Take. The Black Flag Network, check out his blog. He is cerebral, short, sweet, and to the point for sure. 
Des Bryant's going to put the hurt on anyone who tries to take care of him. Consequently, they'll probably double up on him a lot, leaving somebody else open, uh, you know, and and so it goes. <laughs> Look, man, I'm not going to put a lot of water in this bucket. I'm just tired of patching the holes because it seems to me like just when I think it's got all sealed up, another leak springs out, and that's kind of what I'm thinking about the Raiders' season, really, because I don't believe – um, you know, I don't believe they're going to quit. That's a good thing. I don't believe the team's going to quit. I just don't believe they have that desire and drive that a playoff game would bring you, I think. But then again, hey, man, the home field should mean something, and it really hasn't for quite some time. The last game proves it to me that it doesn't make a damn bit of difference where they play. They ain't playing any harder in Oakland, obviously. The Dallas Cowboys need to continue to roll on to get their division. They're there. They're very close. Their division is sucky, but I guess not so sucky because the Eagles are in it and they kicked our ass. This is going to be a very hard-fought game. I just want to be entertained while I chew on a turkey leg and have some good food, some good friends, and some good family up in the house. That's all I'm asking for is a little bit of entertainment. There's nothing worse than having your relatives in the room, a bunch of Cowboy fans rooting them on as they pummel your lowly Oakland Raiders. Dallas Cowboys on Turkey Day. Marcel, how much prep time does the road team lose in a short week just because of the fact that you have to travel? You know, you can't you, you can't allow you can't allow those types of things to, to kind of be excuses and, and uh, things that just kind of hang on. Mm-hmm. You just got to use the travel time to the best of your, your advantage. Uh, you know, when you're in the plane, continue to, to watch film on the iPad and, and continue to go through the game plan because we're, we're going to have to get the game plan a little early and, uh, you know, get in early on Monday and, and spend that time. Someone has to do it. So uh, you got to go out there and, and, uh, and, and just execute. Is it kind of a treat to be in a national showcase on Thanksgiving uh, against the Cowboys? Absolutely. You can't beat it. You know, it's the second biggest stage to the Super Bowl. It's Turkey Day. It's, it's the only game that's going to be on at that time. And uh, everyone's going to be watching. All the families are gathering. Even if you don't like football, you can't help but, <laughs> but, but watch it because it's just that nostalgic for America to be around uh, the TV and, and watch, you know, whoever the Dallas Cowboys are playing on, on, uh, on Thanksgiving. So we have a great opportunity not only to be on the biggest stage, but but for every game to mean something for us. And, uh, you know, it's a big deal for us. It's a big opportunity for us, and, and we got to make the most of it. So let's stand up, Raiders. Let's stand up and beat these Cowboys. At least bring a game, man. There's a lot of families out there bringing the relatives up in the house, and don't make it bad for them. Please, not like you've made it bad for the fans in Oakland at home. My last rant is this. Listen, Reggie and Allen and company are merging onto the third season. When will we see something? It better be this coming season. As a fan, I say three years We best see some insane 
movement in the right direction. So, as a fan, I'm trying to remind all of us that this is the season of testing. Next year is the season of doing. I'm looking for it, and it better come down to it because, you know, as a fan, I'm sick and fucking tired of this kind of football, aren't you? All right, let's hit the bone line. All right, let's get on that bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Throw us your bones. Get some therapy. Throw it out there. I know you're not alone. You got to know you're not alone. Listen to the rest of us. We're all pretty much in the same boat. So who is the first caller? And our first caller of the day, my good brother Tyrone Rita, representing the North Bay Booster Club, a great Raider Booster Club for sure. Some wonderful people up in the house down there. What's up, man? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Tyrone Rader over here representing the Northwest Raiders Booster Club. Just got done watching this, uh, te- uh, what is it, the damn Titans game. Oh, come on, Jano. Why? Why? Why the fuck you going to miss these field goals, man? Seriously? Man, they should have benched his ass a long time ago. Seriously, man. Fuck that shit. You know, I'm still proud of my team, man. I'm still proud. Yeah, we probably got booted out the playoffs. I mean, really, was we really thinking about the playoffs, though, at the beginning of the season? It was fun to think about, but fuck it. Let's just go into this fucking Thanksgiving holiday. Let's carve up these fucking cowgirls. Let's do this shit, man. Hey, want to give a big shout-out to the Northwest Raiders Booster Club. You know, T-Bone Raider over there, Exotic Metals, my father Charles Joaquin. Hey, let's keep doing this. Let's represent the Raider Nation. Let's do this all day, every day, baby. And I'm out. Well, there's the first Jano bomb on the line. <laughs> Listen, man, he's missed seven kicks this year. That's a lot. That's more than he's missed in the two previous years combined. Whatever. Thanks for the call, man. And next, a voice from the past, Raider Tony from Vallejo. What's up, man? Long time no see. Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is Raider Tony in Vallejo. Yeah, I have season tickets, and I was at today's game, and I was a little, uh, okay. It's disappointing that we lost. But the Raider fans that are trying to blame McGloin are not watching the same game that I saw. And this is, these are just—I'm just going to give my two cents. Okay, McGloin deserves a chance. He played a good game. He puts passes where they need to be, and uh, let's see if he continues to progress. Not his fault. Blame is to be placed on, and I hate saying this because I'm a big Seabass fan, but Sebastian Janikowski, our boy Jano, missed two, two field goals 
that were not difficult to make, a 28-yarder and a 32-yarder, I believe. That is six points. We win the game if he makes those two field goals that he missed. I knew when he missed them. I just had a feeling that it would probably come back to haunt us, and, and it did. And, it's you know, it happens. You know, there's no such thing as a, as a perfect field goal kicker, and Jano has won us many games over the years. I'm a Jano fan. I've been since day one. But the two chip shots that he missed cost us a game that we should have won, and it pissed me off. Okay, it pissed me off. I'm, I'm getting over it now, okay? Time to move on to the Dallas Cowboys because that's where we're playing next. And at the end of the day, there's nothing to be gained from wallowing in, in, a, in a miserable loss. But Raider Nation, it was a great game. It was an amazing atmosphere at the game today. I I, uh, I can't describe it. I mean, it was just awesome. And, and we didn't get the win, I know, and it's disappointing. But at the end of the day, we are seeing progress. Our team is better than it was last year. It's getting better this year even. We're seeing progress. Our offense is actually moving the ball. And, uh, you know, and at the end of the game today, I, I disagreed with Tarver going with the prevent defense. I thought that might have – that also cost us. Uh, don't know why teams do it. Teams use the prevent every week, it seems, different teams every game day. And they lose because of it. And then the next week, a different team will use the prevent. Again, I don't know why teams use that shit. It's a bunch of bullshit. It doesn't work. But um, it is what it is. Anyway, that's all I got to say. Can't wait to, to hear the, uh, the bone line this next week. And uh, Raider Greg, I will be sending you a donation. Uh, I'll probably Facebook you. I just need to know where to send it to for the podcast, okay, because I just need, I just need an address or however you accept uh, donations, let me know. So I'll shoot you a, a Facebook and email. But anyway, um, or maybe you could tell us in the next podcast how, because I know that I'm not the only one that would like to donate. Anyway, uh, can't wait for the next show, and go Raiders. Well, there you go. There's a positive outlook. You know, I do too. I think we're getting better. I think our defense has really improved. Our offense is still sputtering along, but the defense, other than this game, and I have to say we've been we're out of place. I think the zone defense killed us this game. There was hardly any receivers that were touched. They were wide open to do those slam passes. I don't get that. I you know, I'm not a defensive coordinator, but it doesn't make any sense to me. And yes, you're right. If you want to donate to the Raider Nation podcast. Just go to RaiderNationPodcast.com, look at our site, and you'll see on the front page it'll say donations. And just click there and do what they say, and that's how it goes. So uh, once again, thank you so much for donating. I appreciate it. Um, trust me, every penny is used on this freaking show. There's no doubt about it. Thank you, brother, for the call. Who is next? And next, a very impassioned plea. My good brother, Raider Steve from Vegas. This guy is Raider Nation to the core. He takes it very seriously. And you can tell by his take. What's up, Steve? Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Steve in Vegas. Uh, I wanted to call before today's game. Um, 
but I'm calling after. Anyway, today was a disgusting loss. We should not have lost. Um, you can't blame the head coach. The only person to blame is Janikowski. And uh, I guess for the Raiders failing uh, inside the red zone. Regardless, Janikowski should not have missed that. He gets paid enough money to make those kicks. He should have made those kicks, and the Raiders should have won. Total bullshit. Anyway, that's not what I called to talk about. It pisses me off, but fucking whatever. It's like you said, that's what I expected. Now, I want to comment to all the people saying we should bring back Bruden. Look, Bruden's not coming back. I want him back just as much as everybody, but even if he came back, he wouldn't have that dog or that that uh, energy that he needs in order to win a Super Bowl, man. He, he Look, the dude's got more money than he's ever had. He doesn't want to come back and coach the Raiders. Look, I'm telling you, I believe we have the right coach. Um, hear me out here. In 2011, the Broncos got to the fucking playoffs. And they got to the playoffs not because of Tim Tebow. They got to the playoffs because of their defense. Now, who was their defense coordinator? Dennis Allen. Now, how are the Raiders winning games this year? It's not fucking Tarver, man. Tarver's doing a great job, but who hired Tarver and who, what schemes is Tarver implementing? He's implementing Dennis Allen's schemes. All right? It's all Dennis Allen uh, as far as the defensive side of the ball. The offense is coming along, man. Like, the Raiders should really have only lost three or four games this year. Now, if you go back, this is very similar to the first two years that Gruden was in Oakland. We went 8-8 eight and eight both years. And the second year, we went 8-8 eight and eight because we missed a shitload of field goals. And we had Michael Husted, and he sucked. That's why we drafted Janikowski. Now, this year's a little different because, you know, we're not 8-8. Eight and eight. And we're not losing games only because of field goals. But we've lost a couple games because of field goals. But the bottom line is this year we've been in almost every single game we played. We've had a chance to win at the end. And this is something that we haven't had in a long time. And it, I believe it's all because of Dennis Allen, man. I really do. I mean, the guy's doing good things. I just think everybody should give him a break. I would love Gruden to come back too, but he's not coming back. And he needs at least a – like, I really believe that the Raiders can be a division contender next year and be above 500. I mean, they're almost there, man. They've come close. Like, they could – they were in every game this year. They got a chance, man. If, uh, if Mark Davis breaks this up this year and brings in a coach, we're going to have to start all over again. And you know what? The defense is going to suck. I mean, nobody's – you know what I mean? We're just going to have to start all over, whereas Dennis Allen and Reggie are starting to build things here. Look, I get Hayden. He, you know, Hayden's not really uh, – he hasn't shown anything yet, but neither did Woods in his first year. And Watson, he's been good when he's played, you know. Um, you, how, many, how many rookies have succeeded in their first year? That's all I'm saying. Anyway, I'm out. You know what? You make a great, compelling argument. You know, Dennis Allen, you know, the defense, let me just start there. Defense wins championships. It's been proven time and again. There's no doubt that the defense has improved and it's improved under Tarver and, yes, Dennis Allen. I'm not sold on Reggie McKenzie, but 
you know what? When you're not winning games or when you're losing them like we just lost the Titan game, that's buffoonery, man. That's not good football. But saying that, I believe next year with some solid draft picks on the defense, we could be brutally vicious um, and really, really start to mount up some wins, even two in a row. Who knows? Great call, brother. I appreciate it. Great insight as well. And next, my brother from behind the orange curtain, HD Radar in Orange County. Okay, uh, good evening, Raider Nation. Uh, this is uh, HD Raider out here in Orange County. And I uh, watched the game today. And, uh, you know, we all can sit here and point fingers at players and schemes and coaches and you know what, not whatever. You know what this comes down to, guys, man? It comes down to goddamn ownership. You know what, Mark Davis, you're getting ready to have a lot of money next year to build this team. That's true. Mark's going to have a lot of dough in his hands, and he'll have to spend a lot of it to keep the good players we currently have. So that money's going to go towards a good cause. Guys that are Raiders and here that have performed like Burnett. I mean, the list, there's a long list. Jenkins. We need some long contracts to keep some of these guys around so we can make a run, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, he does have money, and I hope he spends it wisely. And next we have Raider Matt in southern Illinois. Boy, you're getting pummeled today with the rain and snow. How you doing, brother? Raider Greg. Raider Matt here in southern Illinois. Tough loss yesterday. Man, you know, what do you do? Uh, shit, four, four wins this year we weren't expecting but two, or I wasn't anyway. So I think anything we do win here is just good stuff. Um, hell, I, I think we've been good in any game except for Denver. But, uh, man, what do you do? Seabass, uh, if he had hit all of his go- uh, field goals, would we have won the game? Yeah, yeah, we would have won the game. But he can't just, uh, it ain't all on Seabass. So we got to get a damn touchdown. We have laid on that guy for so many years. Holy shit. I am sick to death of losing. But I, this was a year of no expectations. So, man, hopefully next year, figure out a quarterback issue. Um, maybe we need to look at another field goal kicker. I'm, I'm still I'm still Seabass guy. I know he's been around for a long time big part of the team. Uh, everything gets together. Everybody gets healthy, and hopefully Rivera is 100%. Man, I hated to see him get hit like that. Golly, uh, was it dirty? Uh, it didn't look good. <laughs> didn't look good on TV. We'll let, the, we'll let the officials figure all that out, but, but Godspeed to him for sure. And uh, that's it, man. Raider Nation forever. Been a hell of a year been rough, but it's been a good year because I wouldn't expect to win a damn game except for maybe two, and we've doubled that. So, hey, silver and black forever, man. Raider Nation for life. Thanks for the show. I appreciate it. I'm out. That's right. No expectations. And like me, I'm sure you get wrapped up in each game and think, gosh, dang it, if this hadn't happened or if we wouldn't have done that or... Just like the rest of us, 
<laughs> you think we're going to the Super Bowl? That's what I love about the Raider fan. I mean, we just love our team. We love to watch them play. We like to watch them play well. And we are going the right direction, I think, too. We'll see. We got some money. We'll see what happens next year. I expect a lot more, but we do every season, don't we? Thanks for the call, brother. Appreciate it. And next, 1375, Raider. What's up, man? Come on. Raider Greg, here it is again, man. Around this time, you know what it is, man. This is 1375. I'm calling again with another boo-boo face. You know, I got the shoe in the face yesterday. After praising them, they turned around and did a 360-degree flop on me. I mean, like, uh, couldn't really get the offense going the whole first half. Just like I said before, uh, I'm not ridiculing Matt McGloin too bad. He is pretty decent. He's, he's, he's got some nice accuracy. He does have a quick release. And I even seen a little scramble out of him yesterday, which was good. But I just don't see just so much how much uh, more, um, you know, better he is than Terrell as far as leading us to victories time. I mean, you know, Terrell has, ha- has had some good games as well, you know, this season. And, uh, you know, with him being injured and all that, I, I can see them having Matt McGloin in. And, and Matt McGloin did have a very good game against the Texans. Now, I did say that it would be a difference once he got a different look on different defenses. De- different defensive schemes, uh, you know, would, would have a, a different effect on him. And I knew that uh, his height would be a factor. And just like I said, there was. Four batted balls. You don't have to worry about that from Terrell. You won't get anything batted, very rarely anyway. Uh, you know, he didn't He didn't have any sacks, but, again, that, that could have been contributed to the offensive line. It is a little bit more healthier. Uh, but the defense did good all the way down to the last part. But you can't put that on the defense. You, you can't keep putting the game on the defense. And Dennis Allen, uh, you know, he keeps trying to do this. You cannot do that. We don't have that type of team. You cannot put all of that pressure and make the defense carry the entire load. It just won't work. Not with our team. It's not. We're too incomplete in other areas. You know, then we did have some crucial key um you know, injuries, people went out the game. We had some players go out the game, uh, you know, we and, it, and it was really scary because I thought we would lose more than three guys. We wound up really losing three guys, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it's other injuries, uh, you know, on other guys. But uh, hopefully it won't be too bad. Hopefully we'll, we'll have enough team to field, you know, come Dallas. But I'm not expecting nothing great because that was our time to step up. That was our time to prove to the pundits that we can make the, you know, the, the crucial key plays, hold down, you know, uh, and stand our ground and make it into, the, you know, the playoffs. And I wasn't expecting nothing spectacular, but I, I was expecting something better than that. They abandoned the run uh, in the first half, you know, came back to it later. But, I mean, you know, you should have been doing that in the first half. I just don't, I don't think Greg Olson and Dennis Allen have the girth and have the knowledge and, and uh you know, the uh, the mindset to be able to out-strategize other coaches. I just don't see it, you know. 
So, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, then, you know, he did throw a crucial INT, too, that led to field goal. But if had not had Janikowski had not missed two field goals, we would have won that game. I don't understand. What is the deal between him and Marquette King? What is going on? I mean, after all these games, you, you couldn't – he still doesn't know how to hold it for you? I just – I understand it was a chemistry between him and Shane. But, I mean, come on, man. I mean, Marquette is not that bad of a punter. I would think he'd be smart enough to catch on and, and you know, learn how to hold the ball specifically the way that Janikowski wants it held. So I just – I don't buy into all of that. Uh but you know, again, it's the mindset that's going on. I think we're getting kind of we're getting kind of psyched out, and and you know, it's just bad. So I'm upset, Greg. Greg, I'm let down. Hey man, another another time we get punched in the gut. Another game, another one we get slipped. You know, let slip away, and it's affecting the fans. I mean, women diving from the the tier. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty bad. Fans are fed up. It's just tired. You know, we're tired of it. But uh, enough of that. I'm not gonna ramble on, man. Uh, I just wanted to kind of call in and, and uh, you know, just kind of voice my opinion on this, this whole deal. And um, Dennis Allen is, I guess he's kind of stuck there with Matt McGloin. Oh, well, man, if he's the guy, he'll be the guy. If not, then he won't. But I'm not going to get on all that QB controversy crap because it's really not. It's just kind of what they say and what they say goes. And, but I think Dennis Allen may need to go. Him or Greg Olson, one of the two because they're just not getting it done, and, and you can't blame it all on the talent. But enough of that. I'm out on this note. Ready, Greg? See you Thursday. Well, I just think there is improvement in the team. I know it was uh, this is a man, the kicker, Marquette King. I don't give a crap. Kick the damn ball. Move on. That's all you got to do. I don't want to hear the drama. It's bullshit. Now, I think Allen's... Doing okay. I think our defense has improved a lot. I'm going to leave the reservation on Allen because I do think, uh, personality aside, he's a pretty good coach when it comes to the defense. It looks to be that way. This last game, you know, I, I don't know what the hell happened. Everybody was late for everything. They were late at Fitzpatrick. They were late for the pass. I didn't get it. I didn't like the zone coverage. I don't think that was a good idea. But... We got some time to go. We got a few games left. Enjoy your turkey, brother. Enjoy some gravy. Have some potatoes. Have some beers and watch some football. And hopefully it will be entertaining. And next we have Raider Roman. It's west of Salem, I believe. What's up, man? Raider Greg, this is Roman from west of Salem. I got a big bone to pick with Dennis Allen. That's right, Dennis Allen. Every week it's the same thing. Why in the hell would you decide to run the same wildcat play with Jennings? Two games in a row, and then twice in one game. Why, why would he think that will work? And then he runs a read option play that's designed for Terrell Pryor, and he decides to try it out with McGloin. That's just stupidity. I don't get it. You know, my, my I, I can't wait that uh, this guy gets fired. I can't stand Dennis Allen. You know, Richard McKenzie, yeah, he's, he's on the hot seat, for me at least. But Dennis Allen's got to go. That dude has just got to go. Bonehead, 
game planning, not aggressive enough. He got the lead. Give the rock to Jennings. Just give him the ball. He gets positive yards every single play just about. And what does he do? He tries to give the ball to a rookie quarterback, an undrafted rookie quarterback at that. And I'm not trying to diminish McGloin's uh, skills or anything. But come on, let's come on. We're going for a win. We have a possibility of making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't. A lot of Raider Nation's going to say, you know, bad chance or whatever. But hey, it's something positive. You know, we've been in the dumps for the last ten plus years. Why not making the playoffs? Even though if we lose in the first round, you know how great that would be for Raider Nation. Greg, I, I, I'm I'm so sick and tired of this guy. We need to start a petition. Oh, we gotta get get this guy uh, light a fire under his ass and realize that you know his game planning is not working. Anyways, Greg, I hope you have a good day. I'm out. I do understand you have a bone to pick. I relate. However, you know our defense is playing lights out, and it has been for him, and it's getting better. And I think we're going to have to wait and see on the Dennis Allen hot seat, honestly. Reggie's another thing, but I think we should just give this guy at least another year. It's his third chance. Let's see what happens with the defense next season. I bet we go over 500 as well. So uh, no petition yet, man, but we could have one ready for you. You know what I'm saying. Thanks for the call, man. And next we have... The Desert Raider. That's Sid for short. <laughs> What's happening, brother? What up, Raider Nation? Raider Randy, Raider Greg. Thanks for the podcast. This is Raider Sid, a.k.a. The Desert Raider. From deep in the eye. Hey, you know, at the beginning of the season, I uh, just wanted a competitive team like a lot of people. Just something, just some improvement something to show that we're going in the right direction. And that's what we got. And we went out there and we fought. And, uh, you know, these, uh, few of these games that we lost here, we've been competitive, but we're just, just not getting it done. So uh, next step is we have to learn how to win. All right? That's all we got to do. You know, the players did what they did. Receivers are dropping balls. Quarterback, McGloin looked a little shaky there for a little bit. But for the most part, you know what? We executed and uh, got the ball in the end zone. Uh, Janikowski was off, but uh, you know what? Better this year than next year, because next year there's no motherfucking excuses. This team has to win. Reggie McKenzie has to fill in the pieces. You know, re-sign the players we need to re-sign, get some free agents, get some friggin' draft picks in here, and make sure they kick ass. All right, DJ Hayden, you're out for the rest of the season. I want you to rehab. I want you to get out there, do do your homework, do everything you need to do right now while you can't physically. So when you get back on the field, you'll you'll be caught up. It's, uh, you're going to have to prove yourself next year. You're on the scrap heap as well. All right, man, Raider Nation. You know what? I just want to beat the fucking Cowboys. I'm sick and tired of all these bandwagoners. Ah, oh, the Cowboys this, Cowboys that. Shit, they've been a 500 team for the last fucking 16 years. They suck worse than us. Than us. All right, man. It's all about the fucking Raiders. Raider Nation, baby. All right. Out.
There you go. There's another positive for the team. You know, we're we're going in the right direction as far as the Cowboys are concerned. You know, they're one of those spaz teams who could really be crappy one game and light it up the next game. I just hope they don't light it up on us. I hate being the get well team in somebody's lineup. Trust me. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Raider Sean from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Man, that storm's beating you guys up too as well. Be safe, my brother. What's up? Hey, Raider Greg. This is Raider Sean from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I want to call in and tell you that, man, I'm really proud of our team. They look great. McLean, he's our guy. He's he's calm, cool. He's He's got a lot of moxie. I love that guy. I like Pryor. Pryor was great. I think Pryor should be converted to either a running back or maybe a wide receiver. Let Darren McFadden go. But, my gosh, I love the way our team's looking. Yeah, we lost, but you know what? We, we fought. We, we didn't lay down like a dog. I mean, geez, we fought. I'm proud of our guys for hanging in there. I know Seabass missed a couple, but all these things that Seabass has done in the years, in the past years, he's come through for us. He's hit some, some winners. I mean, he had an off day. Everyone has an off day at work. I mean, these guys on Facebook are throwing him under the bus. I mean, no, 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 no. Seabass is still one of the league's best field goal kickers in the league. He's incredible. He missed a couple. Hey, it happens. He had a bad day. Anyways, looking forward to the rest of the season. I'm hoping, well, I'm really, really hoping that we beat Dallas on uh, Thanksgiving Day. I got a lot of bets on people who are Dallas Cowboy fans, and hopefully we can take them. I know we're nine-point underdogs. Who gives a fuck? But yeah, Raider Nation to the, till I die. Love, the, love your podcast. I love our team. We're looking like we're going in the right direction. I mean, been watching our team since 1963. I've been a fan. It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I miss going to the games and living out here in Minnesota. Um, I hate it when the announcers on TV are saying that McGuire is too short. But what about Drew Brees? Like, you know, what about Russell Wilson? What about Fran Tarkington? All these guys were not really prototypical six-five, six-six quarterbacks. McGuire, he's doing an awesome job. They batted down a few passes, but they batted down passes from every quarterback in the league. But they're they're saying he's too short. These guys are so full of shit. I can't stand it. Anyways, Greg, keep the podcast going. Love you guys. And Raider Nation, I'm out. Did you hear this guy? Did you hear him? Man, after that, I want to go out and buy another season's worth of tickets. <laughs> nice job. Hey, man, it is positive. We're going the right direction. It's painful, but we all knew it would be this year. But it's still, it's kind of more painful because we're almost there. I mean, we're we're closer than, you know, you can almost taste it. But you can't. That's kind of how I feel. Thanks for the call, man. It's great. It's very uplifting. And believe me, brother, we need it. And next, my very good brother. See him at the games up there in Bend, Oregon. The Bend, Oregon Raiders Booster Club, that is. That's Raider Mystic. What's up, man? This is Raider Mystic. <laughs> I just got one thing I want to tell all those Raider fans out there. On behalf of Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys and this beautiful holiday we call Thanksgiving coming up, I want me some glory hole. <laughs> yeah, I want me some glory hole. That's just perfect. I love Jerry Jones for the best quote in NFL history. Hey, how about... How about that? 
I want to give me some glory hole, you know? I want me some glory hole. <laughs> so I have that perspective. <laughs> so freaking funny. Great call, dude. I was waiting for it, and here it is. The wisdom that is Money Man has spoken. Read. Yeah, this is Money Man has spoken. Raider. Yeah, ready, Greg. You already. We already know. We fucked up at the end of the game and lost. Yeah, four and seven. Pretty much playoffs over with. I'm pissed. Yes, I am. But you know what? I really don't even want to talk about that right now. What I'm gonna talk about is the hosing that this organization has put on my boy Terrell Pryor. That's just where I'm going. Yeah, I've already told you about last year how bad they did him trying to start Matt Lyons in front of him. All the works, you're aware of that. I'm quite sure you are. A lot of people didn't believe him. thought I was crazy as hell. But you know what? I know the truth. And I'm going to start with this year. You already know he came into camp as a backup. Denzel had already given the job to Matt Flynn. So he didn't get no first-team reps, no nothing, not even preseason. He didn't get no reps with the first team until the third preseason game when Matt Flynn fell on his goddamn face against Chicago and they had no choice but to go ahead and run with him then. And you know what? We went into the first game of the season. Of all the teams naming their starting quarterback, we were the only one that had not named Terrell Pryor as our starter, even though he knew, Dennis Allen knew that Terrell was going to start. But you know why he didn't tell him that? He didn't tell the world that? Because he didn't want Terrell to have a recognition of being the leader of the Oakland Raiders. So he deprived that young man of that opportunity. He didn't want him to have it. He didn't want to embarrass his boy, Matt Flynn, as well. And you know this. He gets, he, Terrell suffers a concussion. Next thing you know, he passes all the concussion tests. But Dennis Allen decides to sit him anyway because of precautionary measures. Bullshit. He wanted to start Matt Flynn. And once again, he falls on his face against Washington. He was thinking that he could go out there and beat Washington weak ass, but no, it didn't happen. And there you go. Terrell rebounds, come back, plays a sensational game against San Diego. But you know what? During this time, they out there flirting with Josh Freeman. Why in the fuck are you flirting with Josh Freeman when the boy's playing the best football for the Raiders? You think that's not going to play with his psyche? He's not going to believe that he's the leader of this team? Bullshit, Raider Greg. Bullshit. And, yeah, his old line fell apart. Wiz was out. Pachos was out. Gerard was out. Hell, Mike Brazell playing center against Kansas City. You think we got a chance in that game? Come on, man. Come on. Next thing you know, Matt McGloin the star. Yeah, Terrell had some struggles in New York and all, but at the same time, he had an MCL injury that he didn't want to tell the coaches about because he had already seen what Dennis Allen did to him in the Washington game. Damn playing. So you think he's going to come out and tell about an MCL injury now? Hell no, he don't say shit. So he didn't. And he's out there basically running around on one leg. One fucking leg. Trying to play. Trying to lead this team. 
and now Matt McGloin been named the starter. Whoa, damn, already? Just like that. He didn't go through no bullshit like he did in Indianapolis. He just came straight out and said, Matt McGloin is my starter. And he looked good against the Texans. Sorry-ass Texans, by the way. And then the next week, we lose. But you know what? That same day, oh, McGloin's still my starter. No hesitation. But he couldn't get that, he couldn't get that same um, statement about Terrell Pryor. And now, look, concussion-wise, Michael Rivera and Mike Jenkins already playing on a short week, but Terrell couldn't even play on a whole goddamn week of rest? Bullshit, Raider Greg. Bullshit. Now you know. The motherfucker been biased against Terrell from day fucking one, and it continues to this day. I'm pissed off about it. And as you know, I will let it be known. And I'm saying that, Raider Greg, I'm out. Well, my brother, that has to be the best all-time Terrell Pryor rant I have ever heard. Now, you got great points. I can't argue any one of them. But I just think Terrell's passing, it just hasn't matured. I just don't think he's made it to the next step. I know you're going to shake your head and be mad at me saying he hasn't had a chance, but he really has. And now we have a guy that's being able to pass the ball. That doesn't mean that he's going to keep the job. Listen, man, Matt McGloin might just be another, you know, backup quarterback for life. Terrell Pryor might not even be a quarterback. But I'll tell you one thing. We need a quarterback and not a running quarterback. Running quarterbacks do not make it in the NFL. They just don't do. They don't. You have to have a guy that can pass the ball and pass it well to make it to a championship. So I hope Terrell Pryor gets better with his passing. Then we could have something. But until then, man, I don't think it's a conspiracy, but you lay out a good case, brother. And last but not least, my good brother, Raider Sid, the Desert Raider, got something to say man it's pretty important check it out what up raider nation this is uh raider sid aka desert raider i'm calling with a heavy heart uh, yesterday a friend of mine coco wilcox was killed in a car accident and uh you know he's a, a huge dallas cowboy fan and uh, we've been going back and forth all year long anticipating this thanksgiving day game and um, I just want to, you know, say rest in peace, Coco. Um, I hope your Cowboys uh, play their best. I hope our Raiders play our best and we the better team win. And uh, sad day. All right. Uh, Raider Nation, go Raiders. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Stay safe. There you go. There's a reason to be thankful for your friends, even if they're a Cowboy fan. You know, again, I just want to say I love the Raider Nation. I love you guys. Um, it's an honor. It's a pleasure to be able to do this show. Randy and I, uh, we really dig it. We've had some great times on this show, and uh, let's hope we can keep doing it. And on that, 
That'll wrap it up for the bone line for this show. Happy Thanksgiving again. Can't say it enough. Well, that's it for this show. I know that it's a short week. So for everyone, I want to wish you again a very happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for my family, my lovely family. I can't tell you enough. Um, So just be close to the ones you love. Enjoy your food. Let's hope the Raiders put on something on the TV, something that's entertaining, perhaps a win. That would be a pretty good thing for Thanksgiving, I think. Be good human beings. Don't drink and drive. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.